Joe Biden wants to spend $6 trillion this year. Actually, if we look at it and we, we listen to some, the people that talk about it, it's looking like $8 trillion once the dust settles. Government doesn't make any money. There's a problem there. They're going to need to get it from somewhere. Let's talk about the legal theft and the government wants to do that the government wants to perform in order to get your money. I didn't know the Constitution and Declaration of Independence could cause this much stress, but apparently they can. And we'll talk about what's going on there and why. And finally, AOC is still an idiot. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Uh, so, a bunch of things are happening today. Uh, Anthony Blinken is actually being interviewed about this 911, or not 911, excuse me, this Afghanistan debacle over the last uh, two months that keeps going. And it seems like it, it, it I, I, I honestly thought this was going to be a nonpartisan issue. Uh, I don't think anybody in their right mind saw what happened in Afghanistan as a good thing. I, I The pullout was terrible. Everything was disorganized. It looked like incompetence. But, as usual, the second Democrats are pushed to the wall. What they end up doing is defending Joe Biden at all costs, blaming Donald Trump, not looking at the last month and a half, but looking at the last 20 years, because 70% of the people did believe we probably shouldn't be in Afghanistan, and that's fine. No one's even arguing with him whether he should be in Afghanistan or not. Everyone is arguing about what happened that got 13 Marines killed, a couple of hundred Afghans killed, uh, leaving people behind. No one wants to talk about that on the left. So we're pretty much seeing we're pretty much seeing what we thought we'd see. We'd see a bunch of uh, Democrats go in one direction, Republicans go in the other, and nothing's getting accomplished. So good for Anthony Blinken. And uh, today is election day in California. We actually are the the recall election is up. And we get to see whether or not, probably not for another two weeks, but we get to see whether or not Gavin Newsom is going to get recalled. Now, chances are, um, hearing uh, hearing uh, uh, the candidates, it sounds like there's already talk about corruption, which, again, I told you earlier, California, it is corrupt. <laughs> I, I have very little uh, faith that my vote's going to be counted. I'm sure it'll be eliminated the second they see that I what I, how I voted that they're just going to throw away the ballot because something has got to be wrong on the ballot and I'm sure there is. But Larry Elder is actually the one who is complaining it's a corrupt election. He's already basically conceding that he's going to lose this election. But there's other news, so let's go, go for that. I don't think the Blinken story is that big of a deal and I don't think the recall election is going to be solved today or tonight or tomorrow or next week. I think it's going to take a while before it's actually solved. But the Biden administration, the uh, excuse me, the House of Representatives have released their new tax plan. The Biden administration wants to spend at least six trillion dollars over this this year. Uh, that six trillion dollars is still looking like it's going to be around eight trillion when all is said and done. Uh, now, here's the secret. Here's the secret. 
the government doesn't have any money. The government makes no money. The government produces none, nothing. They have your money. They have my money. Unfortunately, $6 trillion is more money than you and I have. So how are they going to pay for this? The government takes more of our money. That's how they're going to pay for this. That's okay, mind you, because we can create social safety nets and combat climate change. That's the reason we're doing this. The new tax plan was just released uh, this week, yesterday. It's currently being reviewed by the House Ways and Means Committee. And let's talk about what's in it, because some of this is kind of nuts. Okay, so it's broken up into about six six areas. Corporate taxes, this is going to raise corporate taxes from 21% to 26.5%. Believe it or not, Biden wanted 28% and would include a 3% surtax on anyone within a corporation making $5 million or above. It also, so in other words, if I make $10 million, I have to pay 3% surtax on five on the five million dollars above my initial five million dollars, that may sound familiar. That's something that uh, Elizabeth Warren really wanted to push. Same with same with uh, 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 Bernie Sanders. Now the kicker I have with that is I'm kind of curious if that's even legal because you're already being taxed on the ten million, and so now basically what they're doing is they're double taxing people. Uh, because you still got, if I make $10 million, I still have to pay income taxes, my individual income taxes. Now they're telling me I also have to pay a 3% surcharge. And by the way, Elizabeth Warren was talking about 2% or even 1%. So this is kind of nuts. I'm not sure this is legal. Uh, it also has stepped up tax rates for businesses uh, through kind of a, a, a stepped tax rate. It's not a straight tax rate, which is what it was. Everyone was paying 21%. Now firms that are earning 18%, uh, will, uh, earning $400,000 in profits, will pay 18%. Firms that are earning $5 million, between four hundred dollars and $5 million, have to pay 21%. And anybody who is earning above $5 million have to pay 26.5%. So that complicates it. Um, and it would also limit tax deductions for joint filers earning four hundred and fifty thousand and individuals earning two hundred and fifty thousand. So essentially, what it's doing is it's taking away deductions. This is everyone says, and Biden keeps pushing this. No one is going to get taxed unless you earn four hundred thousand or above. It's just a bloody lie. Everyone is going to pay for this. We're going to pay for for this through higher prices for services and products. We're going to lose jobs and we're going to lose innovation. Because what a lot of companies actually do is when they do make profits, they actually, a lot of those profits are sunk back into the company and that is sunk back in through innovation, through upgrades of the technology that they have and through hiring people. Well, now if you have to start paying money, guess what's going to happen? Less innovation, less people to work, and um, uh, and uh, less people to work, it, it, and more expensive products. 
That's what's going to end up happening. Okay, individual, and it's not like we don't know this. This is something that's been, it's economics 101. That's how business does it. Hey, those CEOs, they're going to get their, they're going to get their money. They're going to make their salaries. And typically what they're going to end up doing is taking more to make sure that they still live under the, uh, with the same standard of living that they've lived before. This isn't going to change anything. You're not going to, you're not screwing the CEO. You're screwing the customers and you're screwing the employees. Individual taxes are going up. Individuals earning $400,000 and families earning $450,000 will have their taxes raised from 37% to 39.6%. I am amazed. You know, in, in back in the revolutionary days, we fought England because they wanted to put a 10% tax on tea. Remember, that's the Boston Tea Party. Now these guys want to take 40% of your income. And then it gets worse. You still have to take, if you live in a, a state like California, New York, or New Jersey, you have to take state taxes too. With this tax plan, you will be paying 60% of your income to taxes. One of the reasons why I'll be leaving California, I can't afford it. And even though my fiance keeps saying, oh, we can, we can afford to live in California. No, we can't. They're not taking 60% of my income. That's crazy. So that's awesome. Um, capital gains. The plan would increase long-term capital gains dividends, uh, raise it from 20% to 25%. Good news, the provision has nothing to do with unrealized gains, especially from death. Now, that's important. What does that mean? Um, I have a friend. I, I have a, a family. I have a family fortune. Okay. Um, stocks in a business is essentially what I have. And I can't get taxed on what those stocks are worth. Now, stocks themselves, this is how to understand it. Stocks themselves aren't worth anything until you sell those stocks. But let's just say I don't want to sell my stocks. I want to keep the stocks and maybe get the income from the stocks. The government would like to tax, this is Elizabeth Warden, Warren specifically, they want to tax uh, value, they want to uh, raise your tax based on the value of your stock, not necessarily that you're making money off the stock. So if a stock's worth $25, they want to tax that $25. The problem is I'm not seeing I I'm not seeing any of that profit because I didn't sell the stock. That's what they mean by unrealized gains. So Democrats were really pushing that and some of the far leftist Democrats were really pushing that and apparently um, they decided not to even touch it. Okay, companies that you that have international business and make profits through international trade, uh, they would raise that taxes would be raised from 10.5% to 16.6%. Now Joe Biden wanted to raise that to 21%. Companies would be able to exclude a total amount of 5% of their tangible assets. So if I make $10 million, I can say, okay, the first 5% of that is ignored. 
but that's down from 10%. So, I mean, they're just really making it hard. It, it, business, people are just getting absolutely killed with these taxes. Other tax changes, and some they didn't mention. I got all this from the Wall Street Journal, which is usually pretty good at this stuff. But some of the stuff, they, they've skipped some things, which I, I find kind of disturbing. It increases the estate tax exemption that are uh, scheduled to expi expire after 2025. And now it would expire on December 31st of this year. It would limit several estate planning techniques, including some uses of grantor trusts and asset transfers from discounted values. What that essentially means is if my dad wants to will me my house, he could do some tricky dick tax loophole, use tricky dick tax loopholes and get me that house with lower with lower tax burdens. Same with money. I could actually inherit. This was under Trump. Yeah, well, they're removing all that. High-income people with tax-preferred retiring accounts totaling $10 million or more would no longer be able to contribute to those accounts and would face higher mandatory distributions once the account balances reach their mandate. In other words, they're going to tax your, they're going to tax your retirement. Um, the legislation would also limit deductions for certain land rights donations uh, called conservation easements. Okay, so so in other words, you donate to a, if I take and I, I donate $10,000 to some land, uh, Indians, for example, or something like that, usually I could take that $10,000 and actually deduct it. Can't do that anymore. And it would provide 71, 79 billion, this is a scary one, it would provide $79 billion of new funding to the IRS to, listen to this, to modernize its information technology systems and strengthen enforcement activities. The, um, uh, and the idea is to target those individuals that do make $400,000. Okay. This is something I wish the Wall Street Journal would have actually commented on. What this means is the IRS wants to actually monitor our bank accounts. This is not something they're saying. But banks, they want banks. And this might be a problem. This might be a problem. This is probably why it's not mentioned. But the IRS wants to be able to get reports from banks and go in and audit those reports to see who's not paying their taxes, who's hiding their taxes away. This is illegal, by the way. I mean, you can't spy on American citizens. That's exactly what this is doing. But that's what they want. And the other thing they want to do is they want to rein in cryptocurrency. Now, cryptocurrency is not a federally recognized monetary system. So it is not, it's kind of like gold in that way. It's immune to taxes. It's also immune to uh, inflation and other federal, other uh, aspects that the federal currency is actually not immune to. So right now, a lot of people are going into cryptocurrency because they see, first off, cryptocurrency is around the world that's being used now. Uh, some governments have actually taken cryptocurrency and made it their monetary system. Um, El Salvador, for example. 
but now they realize we're losing a lot of money in this cryptocurrency thing by not being able to tax it. So they need the IRS to figure out how can we tax cryptocurrency. That's coming. I don't know if it's legal, but it's coming. And again, the, the legality of these things, it really does make some, it depends on a lot of things. Because when you're dealing with newer technology like this, it's hard to know what's legal and what's not legal. Usually the government has to do something and then we go from there. Other things that they want to do is they want to raise taxes on cigarettes and nicotine products. Uh, this is, an, uh, there's a shocker, right? I mean, everyone raises that. Um, what people are finding ironic in this, he said he'd never raise uh, taxes on the poor. This is exactly what it does because uh, cigarette taxes and nicotine taxes are actually, are, are products are actually used by the poor. They're not used by rich people. Most rich people don't smoke. Um, other deductions that they'll be looking at, salt, which has not been talked about. This is state and local taxation. And what Trump did is Trump put a limit on that tax. <coughs> so if I pay $20,000 of taxes in California, which by the way is not unheard of. In the old days, I used to be able to take that $20,000 and apply it to my federal as a deduction to my federal income tax. Trump wanted to punish high-tax states, and what he did is he lowered SALT to $10,000 limit. Whereas before, I think it was $50,000. I, I don't even know if there was a limit. I never had that much money to worry about that. So he punished high-taxation blue states by saying, hey, you're going to spend taxes, you're just raising the taxes on your citizens, which is exactly true. The child tax credit wants to be extended. They want to extend the child tax credit uh, till 2025, and there will be tax breaks for companies that provide renewable energy. So this plan is basically, in a nutshell, it's going to raise taxes, limit deductions, limit loopholes, and become make the tax code far more complicated. What's worse, combine this with the budget with the budget proposals. This will be that $3.5 billion a trillion dollar budget proposer proposal compare this tax this taxes raise which is one going to be one of the largest in the last 50 years compare combine that with the 3.5 budget deal and you are looking at a massive redistribution plan that's what it is take from the rich and give it to the poor or don't give it to the poor who cares so will it pass that's a tough call um no Republican supports this tax plan, period. No Republican supports the $3.5 trillion budget plan. Uh, Joe Man uh, moderate Democrats like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema also do not support this plan. So I think it's going to be very tough for this to get through the Senate. And God, I hope not. I hope it doesn't get through the Senate. I'll even go a step further. I think it might have some troubles getting through the House. But we'll, we're going to have to see. Um, this I hope it doesn't, because this tax plan, it would be an absolute disaster for our economy right now. And it would stagnate this economy for years. Okay, so this is kind of a fun story. Uh, so I guess the National Archives has something called a racist, racism task force. <coughs> um the National Archives hold the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence and stuff. And 
a lot of the National Archives, they actually put a, a, a plaque in front of any mention or any duplicate of the Bill of Rights Declaration of Independence as the Charters of Freedom. But now this group, the Racism Task Force, says we need to remove that immediately because the chart because the these documents are not freedom they they don't represent it because not everyone was free when they were implemented god this is so tiring so fox news reported it's tiring but it's something we always got to really look at it is important approximately 8 uh, according to fox news quote Approximately 800 National Archives and Records Administration and NARA employees from across the country attended a town hall meeting of the Archives Task Force on Racism on May 11th. During the presentation, a museum subgroup recommended that NARA retire, quote, retire, the term Charters of Freedom as descriptors for the U.S. Constitution, Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. One task, more, uh, task force member was quoted, we should retire the term Charters of Freedom and remove it from our web pages, publications, and exhibits because, as we learned, these, did not, these documents did not result in freedom for everyone. Well, that's right. The Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the Declaration, excuse me, the Bill of Rights that also has the 14th, 15th, and 19th Amendments. Uh, are racist because not everyone got freedom right away. Maybe the... You know what we also didn't have right away? We didn't have the government we have today right away. It took almost 10 years for the the Declaration... Or not the Declaration, the Constitution to actually and Bill of Rights to actually be written. But, you know, hey, whatever. Um, maybe the racism task force shouldn't exist. I'm just saying. Maybe the Racism Task Force, too, should learn a little bit about American history. Maybe read the Federalist Papers. I don't know. They talked about slavery, which I think they're talking about here. Uh, they talked about slavery. And they talked about why they couldn't get rid of slavery right away. It's because they wanted to keep the they wanted to keep the country together. And they just thought that it will be banned eventually, just we can't do it right now. That's not it. That's actually it gets worse. Digital copies of the Constitution and Declaration are now given a harmful a harmful language alert. In other words, they're given trigger warnings. The NRA, NARA does not specify why the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, or the Bill of Rights actually got a NARA got a trigger warning. But NARA's statement indicates that these documents have one of the following in them. Okay? This is what they have in them. I, I don't know. I've read this stuff a bunch of times. But this is what they say. This is why you'd get those trigger warnings. Reflect racist, sexist, ableist, misogynistic, misogynoir, and xenophobic, xenophobic opinions and attitudes. 
Okay, I don't see any of that there. Be discriminatory towards and or exclude diverse views on sexuality, gender, religion, and more. I don't know. It said freedom of religion, but I uh, hey, I don't remember anybody talking about sexuality in there. Here's enough. The third include graphic content of historical events such as violent death, medical procedures, crime, wars, terrorist acts, natural disasters, and more. Uh, there are no pictures in the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, or Bill of Rights, so that probably doesn't apply. Demonstrate bias and exclusion in institutional collecting and digitized policies. Now, I've read all three documents a bunch of times. They're not very long. You should read them, too. I'm not really sure where those documents stepped over the line in any of that. I also wonder what person out there is so weak emotionally that they can't that they feel compromised emotionally by the terms life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The NARA said in a statement back in July, now mind you, this is brought up by Fox News because people were wondering, this, this kind of came up very quietly. This was back in July, guys. They said the catalog and web pages contain some content that may be harmful or difficult to view. NARA's records span the United, history of the United States, and it is our charge to preserve and make available these historical records. As a result, some of the materials presented are here are reflected, outdated, biased, offensive, and possibly violent views and opinions. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess the Declaration of Independence did cause a, uh, uh, did cause a uh, uh, revolutionary war. And I guess we could say the Constitution and the Bill of Rights caused a civil war because we didn't want slavery, because blacks needed to be free. Uh, but okay, okay, let's finish it here. In addition, some of the materials may relate to violent or graphic events and are preserved for the historical significance. Now, you might be saying, what? What are these guys frigging talking about? Yeah, I don't know either. Um, how about this? This is one thing they could have done. I don't know, give us an example. Where is any of that stuff in the Constitution, Bill of Rights, or the Declaration of Independence? But they don't do that. Nothing's actually given. According to the Daily Wire, in an exclusive report on Sunday, out on Sunday, Fox News noted that a little-noticed report from the National Archives Task Force on racism suggested the building where American founding documents are displayed was an example of structural racism hmm. and suggested major changes to how the Constitution and other not notable records are presented in order to provide, quote, context end quote. The group also reportedly suggested that the National Archives portrayal of individual founding fathers was too positive. Um, they created our country. So, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure how any of that is too positive, but okay. They also reported, quote, providing an advisory notice to users gives us the opportunity to mitigate harm and contextualize the records. It creates a space to share with public our ultimate goals for reparative description. 
demonstrate our commitment to the process, and address any barriers that may have faced we may have faced in achieving these goals, i.e. the size and scope of the catalog and the ever-evolving knowledge we gain from regarding what is harmful. So here they go, attacking the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. Why do they do it? The Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence are a big problem for the left. They always have been. And we can see that the NARA, National Archives, is obviously been corrupted by the left. They are now sinking their fingers into that institution. It, the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence curtails their plans because those three documents give citizens way too many rights. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom to own and bear arms, right? freedom to be free no matter what color you are. Gives them way too much. They are doing this to U.S. citizens, to us citizens already who do not agree with the left's point of view. But unfortunately, these three documents protect our rights to be able to say, you guys are full of BS. So what are they doing? They're trying to demonize, demonize these documents in order to make them irrelevant. That's what they're trying to do. And I don't buy any of this crap. Never going to buy any of this crap. I will, I will say every time someone tries to do this. Because that's what they're trying to do. Well, the <laughs> Constitution isn't worth the paper it's written on. Yeah. Okay. Last story. So we had a... Uh, so last night was the Met Gala. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a big fundraiser for the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute in New York City. Uh, a bunch... Basically, you, you're probably wondering to yourself, why do we have a thing for this? I, Because it's a bunch of rich celebrities get together, dress up in weird and expensive outfits, pay exorbitant prices to get in, and virtue signal. That's what it is. It's basically a big party for leftists that wear weird outfits, and they can then express their political views, typically on their boobs or their asses. That's what happens. I'm sorry. So I said the prices were exorbitant. So how much does it cost to get in? It costs $30,000, between thirty dollars and $35,000 just to get a ticket, just to get in. And then if you want to actually get a table to sit down, it's an additional two hundred and fifty to $275,000. Well, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got a ticket. I'm sure she didn't pay for it. She admitted she didn't pay for it. God forbid she pay for something. She wore a dress designed by a brother, Vieyas, creative director, Aurora James. Now, I don't know who that is, but what I've read is she designed shoes. Okay, the dress cost between two and five thousand dollars, which she probably didn't pay for either. It was a white dress with a tax the rich written in big red lettering on the back. Now I'll say one thing: she looked great. She's a great looking woman. I I'm, I gotta call it. I'll give her that. But like I said in the past, the most dangerous people are the ones that are pretty vicious and stupid. AOC showed all three of those last night. She's good looking. Because she's good looking. I mean, that's what she is. She's good looking gal. She's vicious. She goes to this gala event 
though she represents one of the poorest districts in New York. Now, this could also be contrived that she's stupid also, but I don't think so. I just think she doesn't give a damn about the poor. I don't think she gives a damn about her district. She is only worried about her. And stupid? Well, you, there it is. She's so dumb she wore a $2,000 tax the rich dress to a gala with nobody but rich people, including herself. And by the way, she's rich. Reports have it she might be worth a, she might be a millionaire already. She's only been around for four, for four years. She got torn apart on social media for her hypocrisy. So uh, Representative Dan Crenshaw tweeted, I'm not even mad at the lack of self-awareness or hypocrisy anymore. At this point, it's just hilarious. These people are a giant joke. Yep, absolutely correct. Donald Trump Jr. tweeted, Could you imagine if Donald Trump, President Trump, was actually tweeting? Oh, man, it would be just delicious. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. tweeted, What makes AOC a bigger fraud? The tax the rich dress while she's hanging out with a bunch of wealthy left-wing elites? Or the lack of masks after spending the last 18 months in one of the biggest authoritarian mask Karens? in the country. Now that's true. This was true. Everybody, all the servants, all the people bringing AOC her wine were wearing masks. Nobody, none of the elites were wearing masks. That's a different story. It's like we shouldn't even worry about the, the freaking uh, uh, coronavirus. No one else does. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, who's always got something good to say, quote, Cost per ticket, $30,000. Virtue, virtue, virtue signaling to your base while partying without a mask? With the people you claim to hate? Priceless. But you know what? It wasn't just the conservatives that caught this. A bunch of lefties in the media also wanted to point some things out. Leftist blogger Glenn Greenwald said, Quote, lots of people commenting snidely on the lack of masks and social distancing in this opulent indoor event in the middle of the pandemic. But, as was true with Obama's indoor bash, COVID wasn't invited to the Meta Gala. And these are sophisticated people who aren't in any danger. Ooh, ouch. E.J. Dickinson, a senior writer for Rolling Stone, said, and we know Rolling Stone's way leftist, Quote, am I the only one who thinks this is really effing stupid? One, the dress is ugly. Two, she's at a 35K per person event that isn't nearly the own, the own she thinks it is. The own, which means she wasn't showing up, people. And three, the dress is ugly. I mean, I love her, but come on, this is so dumb. Peak girl boss S-word. I don't know what peak girl boss as BS means, but okay. And then Batya Ungar, Ungar Sargon, Newsweek editor, sat there and said, if you spent your whole life trying, you couldn't come up with a better illustration of woke progressivism as a smokescreen for class that perpetuates inequality than the progressive avatar at the pinnacle of conspicuous consumption being feeded with a cheeky slogan around her back. Now that one... It is, yeah, no, she just tore, uh, but I think it's funny. Did she really have to use all those monosyllabic words? Couldn't she, I think the progressive avatar thing really shows something. It, it means AOC is not really functional. She's just a picture. She's just a representation. She's nothing. She's too stupid to be anything 
And I, I think that was probably a vicious attack on AOC. And this is from Newsweek. They love her. Listen, I love when people like AOC do stupid crap like this. I do. Especially in the public where everyone can see it in front of the cameras. As much as she likes to say she supports the little people because she was a little person herself, uh, we see she's not. And I'll go a step further. She's never experienced the little pe people syndrome. She's never, I mean, she, this is her first full-time job, being a representative for the United States of America. She's an elitist. She's not like us. She looks down on people like us. She look, Just like she looks down at the masked servants who are handing her her wine while she's wandering around unmasked. And that leaves you a question. Why should anyone listen to her? Well, here's the thing. People are beginning to see this stuff and they don't like it. And they're beginning to stop listening. That's one of the reasons Larry Elder has a very good chance of becoming the governor of California. People are sick and tired of hearing Gavin Newsom. Do you realize Gavin Newsom, the only thing he's actually saying is he's not Donald Trump? That's his argument. He's not Donald Trump. Republicans are all Donald Trump. That's their argument. That's a crappy argument. Whereas you got people like Larry Elder that are saying, hey, listen, we got a homeless problem, a drug problem, a, uh, a very low quality of life. We have a very high cost of living. We have the highest taxes in the country. We have a bad forestry department. We have a bad water system. We have rolling blackout. He's telling us what the problem is. And meanwhile, people like AOC, people like uh, Gavin Newsom, all they do is go have dinner at the French Laundry. Go to get yourself a $5,000 dress and go to the Met Gala. They're elitists. People are getting tired of seeing this. They're not listening to them. And they're electing people like Trump. Okay. Uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Hope you enjoyed today. We've got more coming. A little bit of, of culture tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.